welcome to the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast for Pet Cemetery. My name is Tom Chick. I brought along Christian Molonsky. It's short for Christian Churchill. <laughs> and with a, we'll just call you Church. And with a Pet Cemetery tagline, Kelly Wand. Sometimes Fred is better. Oh, sad. Ooh. No, boo. What? Boo. Wow. Boo. Very mean? uncool. We don't like that one. Kelly Wan, give us a better one. It won't cause such a ruckus. Oh, no. <laughs> well, the line has to work, so whatever you think about how bad he is, is a judge. Uh, finally, a Stephen King story where an Indian burial ground's bad. <clears throat> okay. Is, is there a third? Keep him coming. Yeah. When it comes to sobbing murders, I prefer the Partridge family to Miss Marple. <laughs> I guess the part of the self murders is a potential flaw of that. So again, guys, <laughs> a little too focused on the content of what he's saying. Do you have a fourth tagline I for mean, us, Kelly Wand? Uh, Jeremy's sister's weird dude. I had to do sword training with him one time. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I stole that from Dingus. This is a biographical sketch for novel. Well, speaking of Dingus, Dingus, tell the listeners a little bit about Pet Cemetery without spoiling it. There's a lot of stuff that happens here that you wouldn't want to give away, so just give us the basics. I don't know about that. All right. Well, this week we saw Pet Cemetery, a 2019 American horror mystery thriller supernatural adaptation remake movie about how a man's heart is like a parade, but stonier. I'm kind of glad we're doing this all of a sudden. <laughs> It was directed by Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmere and written by uh, Matt Greenberg and Jeff Bowler based on a novel by Tabitha King's husband. It stars Jason Clark, Amy Simitz, Jonathan Lithgow, Jete Laurence, Hugo Lavoy, Lucas Lavoy, and Absa Ahmed. Pet Cemetery is rated R. What? Why, Dingus? Well, is this, this it's for is it really. Yeah, it's rated R, and and the, these are the reasons for horror violence, <laughs> bloody images, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, some language. Kelly, I wonder are there other things that parents should be warned about if they want to take their children to see a pet cemetery. Some children survive. Um, improper well, pet. Ki- well, the kids in the masks. Oh right, right. Actually, we don't know. Those could be zombie kids. Spoiler. It's a procession. Yeah, they, they have to be. Um, I was thinking later. Anyway, um, improper pet care mm-hmm. and graphic lithgowing. Is it going? <laughs> is it lithgow or lithgow? Because everyone's gonna make fun of me if I mispronounce it. It's lith. It's lithgow. You're sure? Okay. Yeah, I'm, All right. I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure. You usually write about stuff. On, no, on I'm not, actually. But Well, pronunciations is your purview. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pet Cemetery opened at number two. It was beat by Shazam. <laughs> uh, on CinemaScore, it got Wait, a... are you kidding me? I thought... Okay, go ahead. He doesn't mean this weekend, although that All would right. be funny. No, it opened too. opposite Shazam, and actually, it might have been Shazam's second weekend. I don't know, but uh, it, it had a it had a twenty five million dollar opening, so it's not to sneeze at audiences. Uh, uh, but, my my confusion was based on the fact that uh, Spider Man is doing so well still. 
well, we're recording. I mean, we, this this opened a few months ago. I mean, we're, we're yeah, recording I, based on it yeah. now. No one's listening. Online. Yeah. Uh, on CinemaScore, it got a C plus. So, really? Yep. <laughs> CinemaScore folks, know. they were like, Ugh. on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, it's at fifty seven. So it's got that consistency going for it. Those ones always confuse me when it's fifty seven. Well, Unless this it's Passenger fifty seven. Oh right, right. Very good, Kelly Wand. And yeah. I bet on black. It's black always better. Sure. Uh, Kelly Wand, speaking of betting on people, students. I am betting on you to deliver a. Pet Simatopsis. <laughs> That's pretty good. Close? How'd I do? Good. You misspelled it, though, on the thing. It's S E M A T A R Y. I can't be bothered with Stephen King's literary shenanigans. It would have been funny if the kids had misspelled the word worse, though, and like, that called, like the book was just called Pet Sedimary. You'd go to the bookstore <laughs> to a grown man. <laughs> All right. Would you say pet semitopsis? Yeah, that's close. Yeah, I'll go with that. Sure. Oh, it's called a uh, pet semitopsis because the kids misspelled opsis. Ah, yeah. that makes sense. Sure. Right. Some words are all pet semitopsis big spaghetti. While some evil music frowns at us, there's a helicopter shot of some woods doing nothing. <laughs> it's a good one, Diggis. I was impressed. <laughs> A burning house and some blood on a door. Naked, <laughs> naked Arnold elbows me. Looks like Hataxula's been here. <laughs> the movie cuts back to 90 minutes earlier. Dingus is all. We already know all we needed to know. Oh! <laughs> Which was true in Skyline, actually. The creeds drive around. Beside me, Carl Weathers is all. The who's? <laughs> Taking the word back. The little girl's all, sure are a lot of trees in this shot. It sure ain't busted. That's Jason Clark, by the way. <laughs> I was going to do your accent, and I went, eh, he should sound like he does in the movie. So, I don't think we've, like you, you almost never hear him in his full-blown Australian accent, do you? I know, but I usually do it because I think it's funny for this he's Australian, but it's kind of wrong for the dad. Please cut all this out. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have interrupted. Sorry, carry on. Sure are a lot of trees in this shot. Ugh. It sure ain't busted. Simons is all. Brilliant, both of you. Gage is all. <laughs> hey, Mom, look what I can do. <laughs> Wish I could do it with my mouth. Ugh, why'd we have two? Dingus is all. Don't trust John Connor. He's an ape. Ah! <laughs> okay, uh, let's do a time stamp on that. Also, I watched part of the end credits to an episode of Millions. <laughs> There's your time stamp. By the way, daughter character, uh, Smelly, we have another eight hours of driving left. What? Gotcha. It's really 16. Dingus was right. You were stupid to trust me. Hey, Gage, what do you think of me as a dad in this so far? Gage throws all his toys and their credit cards out the window. 20 hours later, Jason Park Clark pulled over so they could watch him take a nap. They pass a sign that's all, Welcome to Ludlum, home of the Osterman weekend. Population 9,000, give or take pet cemetery victims in parentheses. They park and stare at a red house. Wow! 
All you can say is, wow, I expected more from you, Smelly. Here, you have to unlock the door and be the first inside. There could be spiders. <laughs> A truck jump scares them giggling. <laughs> <laughs> Silence is all, Jesus. <laughs> truck driver is all, get your stupid baby out of my road, bitch. Fuck kids. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Also, my dog's Cujo. <laughs> who else has a freeway with the speed limit of 135 on their porch? The Creeds, that's who. I can't think of a prettier constant audio backdrop to our every meal. Uh, maybe we should put a fence up before the end of Act 1. <laughs> Come on. Let's throw Gage over the threshold like a sack of potatoes. Barely see him till the last five minutes. But first, sex, or as I call it, Cymex. Wait, the cat's in the car. I can't finish unless he's watching. But he's too horny, so the cat stays in the car all day, tediously listening to them fuck through the open windows. That night in bed. Here we are, huh, Jason? <laughs> yeah, fuck that Boston ER. I hated helping people. They have sex again. The next morning. Mommy, you hear that? Evil Native American drums. They see a lot of kids wearing animal masks walking through their yard <laughs> and carting a pair of socks in a wheelbarrow. None of them have drums, though. Gosh, Mommy, I can't wait to see how they pay off. A kid wearing a Nixon mask stares at us for a second. <laughs> Beside me, Naked Arnold's all. In the movie Red Heat, I played the top Russian cop with the parakeet, Dr. Detective Zhivagel. And I teach the fat, cool character, John Belushi, how the Russian temperatures work. <laughs> I wrestle with the naked man in the steam room, and then I tickle him in the snow, and then I find cocaine in the robot's leg. Then I look at the camera and I go, come! <laughs> Meanwhile, the daughter gets bored by Spongebob, the thing I worked on. So she walks in the woods. Spongebob appears in this movie. I know, how's, right? How is that possible? I know, it's the 80s. But she find, And it's still rated R, like all Spongebobs. She finds a pet cemetery filled with crosses, although oddly no masked kids. I guess they were going somewhere else. Then she sees a big <laughs> wall of lame twigs. Smelly. We are evil. Oh, cool. She starts to climb it. Lith goes on. Gotcha! So she falls and breaks her leg. <laughs> the trick is to get the bone shards out quick. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm John Lithgow. Did you see Gar? No? How about Raising Cain? Did you know who Julie Benz is? I, I thought her character on Dexter needed a bath, so I... What is this place? Uh, Pet Cemetery? I think you just read the sign five seconds ago. The audience saw you do it. We all read it. Here, you see this poorly made cross? I carved it myself. That's why the work chips so lackluster I'm quite sure why I use beef jerky Sniffer, he was a hell of a sniffer that's why my wife liked him she's buried over there in that gravel pit 
Smelly, what did I tell you about talking to strange old homeless men in graveyards? Look, Mommy, I got stung by a bee, and this is John Lithgow. He has a big one. Just use mustard to infect the, the mud and the mold. I got all over her. Hello? I'm still talking. But they're not listening to his witness. <laughs> You're listening to his witless natter. That night, Dad, why do pets live less long than us? Wouldn't it be less hassle if our dogs married us? Oh, God, stupid questions. We all die, sweetie. It's because of something called metabolism. I don't really understand it. Death always wins. That's why I became a doctor. I enjoy losing. <laughs> Daddy's trying to say ugh, is that dead people go to heaven like Nana Poo Poo. Remember how I said she totally looks down on you because of the way you dress? Uh, yeah. Getting back to metabolism, what <laughs> Mommy and Daddy are trying to recall from the script is that this movie could be called anything. I vote Smelly shuts up and goes to sleep. What about your sister, Mommy? She died young. Come to think of it, that's the only relevant thing that's ever happened to you. <laughs> Simon just stares at her in angry silence for five minutes. Her face is all bucky, making me think about my sister. So she goes down and looks at photos of her sister. <laughs> I don't need my daughter here for this. Next day, Doctor, you'll hit Black Jogger while you are parking! Wait a minute, what? <laughs> I see his brain! You get out of here! <laughs> me a sponge for these brains. Stupid Bailey nurse. <laughs> How did this happen? I know, weird. Damn, I guess he's dead. So long, bro. We thank you for your service. Jason! Oh, God, what? I knew this was coming. <laughs> Once! <laughs> I mean, uh, the twigs weren't meant to be climbed. On top of, uh, 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 climb, don't climb the twigs. Jason Clark sighs and takes <laughs> off his rubber gloves. Tom's all, hmm, not bad technique. <laughs> <laughs> I can't forget, every time I see gloves, though, I think, Tom. Like before, on his way home, he thinks about towels. So a truck almost hits him on railroad tracks. They're both on for some reason. The next morning, Smelly goes to Lithgow's house, lets herself in, and starts to steal his gun. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kids. Uh, get out of there. Don't live here. You're old, huh, Mr. Lithgow? Hey, who's the cunt in these photos? That, that's my wife, Biffer. She died also. We weren't close, so no pet cemetery for her. <laughs> I'm sure after being married to you, she's in heaven now. Oh, you think so, Smelly? Like I said during our wedding toast to her, sometimes dead is better. Come over and stare at my cat and watch me dance ballet. <laughs> I named it after Winston Churchill. He declared war with England and drank a lot. Like Kyle Chandler and Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> I know who Chandler is. Get out of my house. <laughs> so 
that only makes your parents hang out with Lithgow, then forces them to all watch her do ballet. Fortunately, she only knows one song. <laughs> the grown-ups golf clap convincingly. Gage Clapmore, what the fuck? Ow, my sack! Aw, church likes you. Mr. Lithgow, you obviously seem to understand real estate. Do we own the pet cemetery? Uh, yeah, grats. Uh, you also own those kids and animal masks. Uh, <laughs> and cursed land that you shouldn't go to ever. <laughs> they stared at him in angry silence. <laughs> that night... Jason! Uh, what? No. I know the future, which means I also know you ignore everything I say. But you tried to help me by asking for that sponge. Classic Jason. Now come outside. Uh, still a ghost, Ingus. <laughs> My race is irrelevant. Uh, oh, I'm black and part Macmac. Okay, Jason, now walk a long way in your dream. Okay, a little more. Yeah, it's a little far. Sorry, almost there. Okay, here. I mean, here. Uh, hang on, let me check Google Maps. The ground sour. Gage, uh, I love it when you jump scare me awake. Come here, you. But when Jason pulls the covers up, he sees Gage's shits all over his feet. The music's all ch. Next day, two kids dressed as ghosts walk into their driveway. Oh, I have something cool to say to these kids. Uh, which one of you is a ghost? Uh, both of us? Jason, there's something you need to see. Uh, he shows him Church's body. I, I accidentally sat on... I mean, damn those Oringo trucks. Uh, damn Church, no. Maybe she won't notice. Yeah, check it out. I'm a witch. <laughs> yeah, go sit in someone's car, sweetie. Uh, also, witches don't shoot lasers. <laughs> Fuck. So much for carrying on my dynasty. Actually, you may want to hang on to that broom and uh, get a dustpan. Uh... Dad, what's that furry cat-shaped thing visible on the ground by your foot? JK, bye. Jason, I have a fun idea that'll solve everything. Let's do it tonight. <laughs> I'm a wise character that you're hoping lives. That night, Jason, my sister fell into a dumbwaiter on some oatmeal, so we can't tell Smelly Church is dead. <laughs> well, just tell her he ran away, because he hates her. Look, just tell her he's anything but dead at the moment. All right? That's the wife promise. That night, while Jason and Lithgow carry shovels, the twig wall fall. <laughs> Lithgow, be dumb. Oh, oh, hey, uh, your wife's sister had spine CG. Uh, in that case, come on, climb up these twigs. Grab! What was that? Oh, that was just a loon. Okay, uh, you have to do all the digging yourself, Jason, while I kick back here. It's uh, part of the ritual. Oh, says you have to rub my feet, too. There you go. Jason Clark buries church while some sky G CG chants Indian curses <laughs> at him. Sky G is fine. Sky CG. Sky G chants. Come there. That's the sky. Next morning. Honey, church ran away. Okay. Guess he thinks he's stuck. 
No, he doesn't, Mommy. He was outside my window last night. He kept drawing a paw across his throat and going, <laughs> and he put a decapitated owl in his mouth and used the blood to spray paint Latin on the side of the house. Classic church. <laughs> Jason Clark stares at some blocks that misspell spelly. By the way, he's in that pitch-dark closet, which he somehow closed after himself. So the doors only open a crack. <laughs> Predator sounds come out of the closet. Well, he sounds fine. It's a loop in it. Dumpster. Fucking church, man. Uh, honey, I thought you said he was dead. Smelly's all what? Uh, he was. What? Well, good thing you're not a fucking vet. <laughs> she really says that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's real movie dialogue. <laughs> she thinks of a, a wife, a husband, made the move. Damn you, Lithgow! My cat's an angry zombie. It's like having two wives. Well, now your your daughter will be spared the unpleasantness of death. So you're welcome. Except for the daily reminder of the the cat. Uh, you see, Jason, some places on Earth are even older than you or me, but the stone of a man's heart is soilier. Uh, yeah, hope these words have been helpful. That night, Jason has a staring <laughs> contest with the church. He loses, so he sulks by going on the internet. What? Undead bull found wandering Main Street said moo even slower. Cannibal comes back from the dead with the same taste for human flesh. Anthropologist's son mystified. It's an animal costumes steal Vietnam veterans' body to refuse it. Posted that says lols. I had no idea the internet was such a fountain of random <laughs> exposition. He goes to a Dungeons and Dragons website and stares at a map of undead child actor swamp. <laughs> Damn you, Lithgow! Where did you take me? How? Dad, I was scraping maggots off of Church's rigor mortis and he scratched my arm. Let's move again. Damn it, I wanted to live in the country so I could be around more often to prevent traffic accidents. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Why does everyone have so little faith in Stephen King's dead characters? Beside me, Jack Torrance is all, yeah! Simons is all, dude, come on. Let's at least move to a Leanne Moriarty adaptation. No, the only place we're moving is into the pet cemetery, because I'm sick of all the walking. Later. Oh, Jason, our cat attacking our daughter and fighting with you has got me so hot. Mm. Oh. Uh, um, Church is eating a live bird on the sheets. Is that <laughs> That's not normal behavior for live cats, okay? <laughs> Obviously, something wrong with them. The bird's all, I was so distracted by your sex. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that night, Jason dreams he walks barefoot, so a truck hits him in his laundry room. Meanwhile, Simon, here's some foley work going on upstairs. <laughs> and a creepy voice. Where's the dumb waiter? I think I got it this time. <laughs> Simon is all, ugh. I think I'll hit the old medicine cabinet again. Sister's all, jump scare! From the medicine cabinet. An old Native American crying beside me is all, classic micmac. 
medicine cabinet jump scare. Keep on true to life. Hey, Jason, Smelly's right. Fuck this place. We have to move. I got a better idea. Let's celebrate Smelly's birthday for once. We'll invite all the kids in animal costumes to bring Lithgow over in their wheelbarrow. Win-win. Next day. Hey, Smelly, who drew the stick figure bleeding from its head? It's really good. <laughs> I love the composition. Gage drew that. He hasn't been on screen in an hour. I guess he got bored. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a two-year-old, one-year-old drew this in his crib, dropped it off here with your stuff, and then went all the way back to his crib. All right. Suddenly, Church and Gage get in a staring contest. But Gage loses, so the dad punishes him by letting Church have the crib. <laughs> Later, here's a picture of my dog, Biffer. According to my wife, he was quite... Yeah, yeah. Here's a picture in a book of the man who told me about the pet cemetery. He points to a guy with a deer's head. Jason, the Indians said the land was stony. That the land was sour and the heart was stony. Actually, well, yeah, wouldn't the ground be stony and the heart sour? Yeah, you're right. Beside me, Stephen King's all, I was on a lot of coke back then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, my dog, uh, Biffer, the, uh, yeah, he came back from the dead, changed, so he attacked my mother, so Dad had to put her down. The dog also smelled funny. <laughs> Why'd you let me take my cat there? Your kid is a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a plot hole. Stephen King's all. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, a lot of coke. Sorry, sorry. Jason, it's that uh, Indian curse. Arr, tricks me every time. <laughs> I have a fun saying. That's almost as good as an Indian curse. Sometimes dead is better. Beside me, Herman Munster's all. Modron's also better. So's a star's born with Barbara. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> Jason tries to put Church to sleep, but the cat attacks him, so he somehow gets him in a carrier, which is way harder, and drives him to a guardrail ten feet from the house. All right, good luck, Church. Attack someone else's kids. Later at a birthday party. Smelly, instead of presents this year, we're giving you news. Your cat ran away again. Happy birthday, sweetie. Jesus, I'd feel less stressed at this point if a truck just hit him in the first place. A a crowd of old people's all, happy birthday to you, yay. Uh, you're out of 11s at the cake store. You had a bunch of ones. Here, fuck church, I got you a stuffed cat with a joy buzzer in it. Here, squeeze his crotch. Squeeze. Give me it, idiot. See, squeeze the stuffed cat. Here. Crab! I love it, daddy. I'd like to see the pet cemetery bring this fucker back to life. I mean, I love you too, smelly. <laughs> Ellie. Kids all. Hey, let's play blindfold your dad and spin him around and make him chase us around the freeway. <laughs> Yay! Oh, look, church is in the road. I'll pet him there. <laughs> <laughs> the truck driver's all. Oh, phone call. Uh, hello? Uh, there's a kid's what day party right in front of me? Oh, there. I stopped my part of the truck. I can't speak for this back thing. <laughs> drive 85 on this uh, Indian curse highway. <laughs> By the way, I'm different from the other one. Gage is all, ooh, twax beating up taught me. 
Cabbage and Smelly Truck. Oh, Church is walking away. I'll stay here. Wait, why is the ground shaking? Screaming. Which way am I facing? The way this traffic's not coming. <laughs> One of the kids is all, good thing I brought the wheelbarrow. The uh, grandma's all. I showed Gage which direction the street was. I pointed him towards the street. I'm the grandma character. Goodbye. Simon sits in the street for some reason while Jason <laughs> by the truck. Make sure the truck driver's all right. While Jason finds Smelly with a little blood otter in a ditch 20 feet away. Nowhere near Simon's. The party breaks up around midnight. Smelly eats too much cake and dies. She survived the truck part. But her coffin's purple. Simon's is all, Honey, why did you tell the mortuary to make sure the coffin was extra lightweight and had all those grip handles on the sides? And to use diet embalming fluid? You'll see. I mean, it's what Smelly would have wanted. Everyone who was at the birthday party the day before goes to the funeral, makes a weekend of Ellie. As the coffin sinks into the ground on an elevator. Hey, not too deep. That's plenty. All right. Easy on the dirt. It's enough. Jesus. Dead enough. Jason Clark's face looks at Lithgow's. Jason's face is all, bro, come on. Yeah. Lithgow's face is all, you're in a horror movie. Idiot. <laughs> Jason Clark's face is all, warm bodies was a horror movie. Lithgow's face is all, oh, that's a good point. Okay, maybe. That night. Ah, Jason, come on in. I saw your wife and uh, Gage heading off screen. I guess I've helped your marriage, too. It's good. Welcome. Look, church, I can understand bringing back to life, but uh, that kid. Good, he's asleep. He unzips. Ring, ring. Hi, honey. Can you drive to Colorado and hang out with us? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty exhausted from the birthday party. Uh, bye. <laughs> Gotta dig up my dead, dumb daughter. Honey, you just put me on speaker. What, what was the last thing you said? <laughs> Nothing. Bye. Okay, now to carry that stupid purple coffin up those steep twigs so the Indians can chant their sky CG. Honey, I can hear you. Damn it! Later, while Jason digs. Jason, stop. Zombie kids smell terrible. I know what I'm doing. This movie's called Smart Doctor. Back at Simon's <laughs> parents' house. <laughs> the ghost gets fed up, so he goes to Gage's crib this time. Gage, I know you're too, but okay, um, I'm the ghost of a black guy. Who, um, unfortunately was your father's only patient. I need you to tell your mommy to drive home. Say it like that. Drive home. I'm helping. I have a good feeling. If she drives you home, everything's going to work out. I got this. I'm smart. Jason Clark. Woods. Jason comes home, gets bored, takes a nap. Later, after he farts awake. <laughs> Oh, she tracked worms and many footprints across the floor. Oh, she left a dirty mouse mask on a bed for me to find. Sure, I'm excited to see her again. I shall now walk through my dark house slowly. Dingus sighs. Daddy. Oh, my little dead girl. Oh, you're home. 
Uh, let's get you in the bath. Wash off some of that formaldehyde. Smelly sits in a bath while her dad pours Chanel on her. One of her eyes is all, uh... <laughs> Here, now let's... <laughs> brush these staples uh, on the back of your head. Uh, oh, Mommy's gonna love these. Oh, I'm getting some tonight. Tucks her into bed. That was a great birthday party, Daddy. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad you're back. Back from where? Okay, look, you're in a ten, and you do it a two. Mommy gets here. <laughs> I'm dead, huh? That's what my tombstone should say. Hey, good night. Daddy, I can hear the woods inside me. Here, sleep with me hugging you, staring at you. I love you, Daddy. Hey. Ow, watch the fucking staples. At least you and Church get along again. I sigh as Naked Arnold leans over yet again. In the movie Maggie, I tricked the zombie data by pretending to be asleep. And then she... I'd accidentally fall off the roof. <laughs> and I look at the audience and I go, Come! <laughs> I'm all, look, I know a lot doesn't happen in Pet Cemetery, but Costner there is trying to watch this movie. And he's sitting right in front of you. Costner! Good job versus that tornado in the Superman movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. A new rivalry. Yeah, I don't know your silver rod nose is so big. That's why you are untouchable. No one can get close to you. Go deliver my mail and make Waterworld pee in your tin cap. Freeze, freeze your Waterworld. Enjoy the lamentations of your women. Throws popcorn at Costner's balding head. There's no dispute in your passion. The next morning... Dad, check it out. I can break stuff now while I dance. Haha, ha, Mom's calling to tell you she's stuck in traffic again. Jesus, how much can soil gaslight me? Gage, I'm in the back seat of this car with you now. Oh. Uh, this is how ghosts get to different parts of Maine sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a seatbelt. Rated R. Later. Hi, Jason. I just thought I'd stop by. Uh, yeah. Have you been making uh, zombie... Ch hey, let's go. Gotta go. Waiting for my wife to call with more traffic reports. Bye. <laughs> Stupid old man. Tell me about some other worse cemetery. Although Lithgow's already outside and sees Smelly up at her attic window, smirking at him, she somehow beats him to his place. <laughs> I saw the first movie. Under my bed! Oh, hey, it's Church snarling at me. I feel reassured. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> Same, it's your home. <laughs> uh, yay. Simon <laughs> sees the muddy footprints. Um, Jason, seriously, what's going on? Okay, look. I brought up a daughter back from the dead. Look, it had no ill effects on Church. So, there she is. Drenched in old man blood, hey, you. I'm gonna kill you. Yay, smelly. Jason. Am I in a horror movie? <laughs> Honey, look, I'll explain everything. Um, do you know what a micmac is? Oh, go on, hug her back. It's fun. You'll see. A little stiff. 
Simon's misunderstands and hugs Gage instead, then walks off. Unfortunately, instead of leaving, she walks upstairs. <laughs> That's where she was wrong. Mommy doesn't want me here. It's okay. I don't want me here. Jason, I mean, Smelly. <laughs> I'm Jason. <laughs> yeah, I don't see what her problem is. She's the one always saying how we're always running out of staples. Later in the bedroom. <laughs> honey, Jason, this, you're fucking stupid. Look, let's not focus on who dug up who, who dies next. Dead people, dead people. Let God resurrect his own fucking kid. Uh, no spoilers, by the way. I'm on Habakkuk. Now, while uh, Smelly's going through the knife drawer and giggling at you, uh, I'll go look at an old man's body. Bye. <laughs> Simons wakes up in bed with bad feet. Then her back hurts. Then it hurts more when Smelly stabs it. Later, Jason, don't bury me in that place. I'm with the Ramones. Don't worry, I'm a trained physician. Smelly drops his safe on him. Smelly drags her mom somehow up the wood pile and buries her single-handedly. <laughs> Pretty powerful cemetery. Later. <laughs> Damn it! Here, Gage, you sit locked in the car. Uh, hopefully it's not too hot today. I'm going to go to the pet cemetery and save the day. Hey, Smelly. Are you here? <laughs> Gage watches smiling from inside of the car as Lithgow's house burns and his undead family members and cat all stare at him. <laughs> his face is all, still prefer this version. <laughs> He's all, pew, pew. Play at the end. <clears throat> Thank you, Kelly Wand. Pet uh, cemetery. Right? Wonderful. All right, Pet Cemetery, the nineteen or yeah, the twenty nineteen one. Uh, I know, no one's gonna hear this because it's a Pet Cemetery podcast so late. But well, no, people rent these movies. People will listen to these podcasts after they've uh, watched movies online, presumably. So, Dingus, right. uh, you're the, the Stephen King, the huge Stephen King fan on this podcast. Why don't you mm-hmm. tell us what you thought of this remake of Pet Cemetery? Uh, what's a movie that's better than this, and a movie that's not quite as good? I absolutely hated it. Um, uh, not to give anything away, but I hated this movie. Nobody acts logically or or in any way like a human would act in any way. They're following those same beats, though. At any point during this movie, does anybody act like a human or a, a logical person? So uh, under sure. this, I would uh, – I don't know. It's hard to put it under. Um I'm not a fan of the Goonies. I'm sorry for the person who chose that for us to watch, but I'll put the Goonies just under this, uh, over this. Uh, I'm going to break the rules and I'm going to put Stranger Things because I I know. uh, I think Stranger Things um, basically makes this movie irrelevant. Um, And I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Now, who's next? Uh, my o- this, my over and under are 80s horror movies that won't die, uh, and my my over is actually the Poltergeist remake with uh, because, ah, because the, the Poltergeist remake what it has over this uh, and and I want to talk about the guys who made this movie because I think they're pretty terrible horror directors and uh, it, I think we're gonna see a lot more stuff from them. Um, but what they don't understand that the director of the Poltergeist remake understands is the appeal of the cast. And that's the one thing that this movie has going for it is Jason Clark and Amy Simons. Uh, they deserve better material. Um, but the Poltergeist remake has across the board an interesting cast, and I think the guy who made it uh, appreciates the cast. Uh, it's Sam Rockwell and Rosemary DeWitt playing the parents. Uh, 
Jane Adams is the the skeptic is the the professor, the scientist character who shows up. And I didn't re- remember this. Jane Adams and uh, Jared Harris have this great scene in the movie Happiness, where he's a Russian cab driver who seduces her and then steals her stuff. This Happiness is a real uh, cynical movie. Uh, they play ex-husband and wife in Poltergeist, and she is the scientist character who comes to the house to help them find Carol Ann, and he is the midget lady psychic character, basically, except he's not a midget lady psychic. Uh, and, and they have a little banter back and forth about how they were married, and uh, it's really cute. So the Poltergeist <laughs> movies is terrible, but uh, I think the cast uh, the, is having a great time. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch them. Uh, even Sam Rockwell and Rosemary DeWitt, they know they're in a dumb horror movie, but they're just so charming, and the movie lets them be charming. So, unfortunately, there's none of that. Uh, you don't get any value from having Jason Clark and, and uh, Amy Simons in this. So, my under are any number. Uh, at, uh, Amityville Horror, I also think of kind of, it's technically 79, but it's 80s horror. It's that kind of thing. There have been, I didn't realize this, since the 79 Amityville Horror with James Brolin and Margot Kidder, there have been 20 Amityville Horror movies. And wow. I've maybe I, I know that's I, and, I would have said part, four. I would have two Kelly Wan, but I think it's just because nobody has uh, it's it's a public domain thing. It's just you know it's it's like when they're not they they're not doing that? an adaptation of the novel, so they can just stick the name Amityville onto a movie and have the little famous windows, and they're not going to get sued, and they're going to have some, and they're going to have so yeah, the cross-eyed house, right? Yeah. So is it like a, an MCU thing? Is is it? Uh, no, good it, lord, no, it, not at all. It's just people cashing in. It's just a way to sell a, a stupid ghost movie, a horror movie. It's a, they're all haunted house movies. It's uh, an iconic-looking haunted house. Exactly. It's an iconic-looking haunted house, and it's a familiar term, so it's a way to sell your crappy horror movie. I've seen maybe – I had no idea there were 20. I've seen maybe uh, four or five of them. They are, without exception, horrible. So under this, I will put any one of the 20 Amityville horror movies, including the ones that I haven't seen. Uh, I will say this, though, for this remake of Pet Cemetery, and I will forever be indebted to the movie for this. Uh, redheaded Amy Simons is quite the hottie. Oh, yeah. She's Man. great in the movie. She's kind of the She's best. great in this, and she's just as, yeah. she's gorgeous as a redhead, so yeah. uh, I really appreciated that. Pet Cemetery. thank you very much. She's, Kelly the only, she's the one who is acting like a human. She she's is. like the most human. She is gorgeous, but she has there, there's no chemistry between them whatsoever. Oh no! When they when they try to have sex before the cat is eating the bird, I'm like, uh, come on, guys. Honestly. All right, Kelly Wand, what's a movie that's better than this and not quite as good? And real quickly, give us your uh, assessment, and then we'll uh, open the floor. Um, my over under the theme is dead kid movies. Um, and <laughs> I would put. Uh, my my over is Atera Dose, the Argentinian uh, horror film that you hipped me to. Mm-hmm. I watched a few months ago. Uh, I would, uh, but Hereditary is also a good over. Like that's an example of because like the kid who plays Ellie isn't creepy enough as like the Hereditary kid, um, and the rhythms in this are the same every fucking time. It's like fake out jump jump scare and then the real jump scare like exactly the same amount of seconds. So they need to change up the rhythms. I would think a little more. Uh, and my under is uh, that movie I watched last month called uh, Other Side of the Door, Jerry Misisto, who is about weird sword training, because uh, it's really too predictable, and it's not as creepy. And, and Sarah Wayne Callis, too, it's, uh, who's terrible. Yeah, everything's terrible about Other Side of the Door, pretty much. Um, but the one thing I liked about this movie, I really liked the production design. Um, 
and I think it's still a good story. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. It was weird because I have a lot of. I mean, I really like the novel, and there's like a section of the novel because it's they switched the kids who died into the novel. Uh, Gage, there's like this really great uh, section after Gage dies where Lewis imagines Gage's life for like a few pages, like he wins the Olympics and the funeral's a disaster. The father-in-law is like fighting him on Gage's coffin, so there's a lot of drama. Uh, so you never know if they would have had chemistry yeah, anyway because the family's got issues. As soon as Sorry, but who, who names a kid Gage? And it's just to remind him about his tire pressure. I almost, I almost went with uh, uh, this is Karen's suggestion for the name gag thing that I do at the beginning of the podcast was to call myself Valve because Gage is just such a dumb name. Uh, I mean, when now because like I just associate it with dead babies, but like and <laughs> NRL King's cat got run over. Supposedly, and that's and then when he was a kid, he was left alone with his dying grandma, and then she died. So that's like like reaching into his autobiography. So, so that I'm sure it's right called grandma. Then yeah, but I remember the Rachel stuff. Yeah, and I remember reading this. Tell me if you remember this thing, is because I couldn't find it. Now I wonder if it's apocryphal, but I could have sworn I read an interview with him where he said one of his kids ran and they rented a house that had trucks going by, and King snagged him in time, but always. Well, Sassed about not segment, and then in, in the book, Lewis dreams about like where he gets Gage. So it's like the opposite. I I do remember that, but also I mean, uh, weirdly enough, Stephen King got hit by a van. Right. That happened way later, though. I know it happened and way he's, later. He's, he, he finds no. He they go Esteban uh, fresh air. Like, did you think you believe that you know? Because you really read about psychics too. Like, did you think you foresaw? And he's all no. That's dumb. It's fiction. What are you talking about? Why do you believe in God? Okay, what were we gonna say? Sorry. Nothing. It's just that uh, I found the switch to be weird. Um, it's it's uh, spoiled uh, but, in the trailer, by the way. I might add. Oh, it is because uh, I, I yeah. my thinking was the whole part of the whole reason for this remake was that they thought they were pretty clever with the twist. Because I think everybody watching this, and I think the movie unfolds this way, you're supposed to think, oh, the little boy's going to die. Uh, and the whole reason for the girl character is to just swap her in for no discernible well, reason. But if you've read the book or seen the other Well, movie. I think the movie telegraphs the, that the girl... It telegraphs everything. Yeah. yeah. I, think the, I think it's very clear uh, that the girl's going to be the one hit by the truck instead of Gage. Uh, that Ellie, the great and terrible, is going to be hit. Um, it's not a bad twist. It's not a bad idea. Uh, they don't, it's not as exciting. Why is it not a bad twist? Like, what is the point well, of that? Because if, that, cause if I it? had, well, only only for me, if I had, because I've read the book in the first Oh, movie, right, right. As, as far as expectations for people who know the original. Yeah, right? but it, like but I said, as far as narratively, trailer, I don't understand. No, so even... they have two kids, so they lose one of them. It's less of a blow. <laughs> like, I don't I don't understand the purpose of this for, as, for any reason other than to try to psych out Stephen King fans. Exactly. No, right. no, because you exact, can get more no. acting range from a, an older child so that you can get more her to say more. And, like, Gage was too young to even talk, so – in, I, like he, she, she's also like you're more scared of like she could stab you is more legit than if Gage stabs. Well, well I see that Kelly. We're wanted. also in a post Chucky world, so uh, if if a little boy comes back and is acting that way, it's more like Chucky. You put him down easily. 
Well, I, I seem to recall that being one of the, the many risable things about the original is Little Zombie Kid uh, and how ridiculous yeah. that was. So, Kelly, see, I can see your point, but here, here's my problem with that as a twist. The little girl actress is terrible. Uh, yeah. And oh, she can't, she's, she's bad, she can't yeah. do any yeah. of the stuff that they're asking of her. Yeah. And I think that's part of the, the injustice of this. And one of the reasons, too, that it just makes the Poltergeist remake look that much better is all three kids in the Poltergeist remake are pretty decent. Now, they don't have to I try to pretend movie. to be yeah. zombies. But uh, the, here, I think there's just the little girl's lack of, of connection with John Lithgow, with Amy Simons, with anyone, and certainly her lack of being a convincing scary evil kid I, I think that is is largely what torpedoes this movie uh, what's the hereditary actress's name the kid in that because i kept thinking of her when I was uh, millie she oh shoot millie uh, millie something i'm, I'm she's creepy even before like even as a normal kid. well i i almost think there's no point bringing up hereditary in comparison because hereditary yeah. is th- th- that's part of the issue too is what this movie is trying to do just doesn't work Especially in comparison to Hereditary, because this is just clunky and trite in comparison. Uh, and and they are similar in that I think their stories – and Kelly Wand, I agree with you, by the way, when I when you said that – and you probably feel this way too, Dingus, because you like a lot of Stephen King stuff. This is a good story. Like this is a solid yeah. thing to What's make a horror movie yeah. about. And, and Hereditary is a great example of how to do it, although Hereditary goes – and that's part of the beauty of Hereditary – goes in a completely different direction. But this whole idea about a uh, you know, metaphor about grief and – and, and resurrection. Uh, yeah. Also, by the way, I guess studios are scared. I don't know if King did this, but why not invoke parallels to Christianity? Like that's huge, right there. That's like a huge thematic issue that I think yeah. should right. inform this right. story. And I don't know if it's in the book, but I, watching the movie, I was like, well, if they're going to bring up the differences that they have about this afterlife concept, if they're going to have one conversation about that. Go ahead, invoke religion. Touch on it a couple more times. But it's a trick because her religious thing is really based on her her sister issues, and she's not really religious. Well, no, I, don't, I would I say don't there's no religion in this. Like it's simply no. a – it's a very uh, a-religious, a-non-specific mention of the afterlife. Yeah. There's no crosses. Yeah. There's no references to Jesus because uh, Christianity is a, a religion founded on, on resurrection. The implication uh, is it's, it's the soil's haunted. Well, it's, it's the Indians knew it. There That's are it. crosses. There are crosses, but it's just a total glib as, rep- right. it's, representation it's, it's, of it. They're not crosses representing Christianity. They're crosses representing tombstones. Exactly. Okay. So the, I, so I loved the line. I absolutely loved the line. Uh, I did what I thought was right, like God did. What. Uh, to his own fucking with his own fucking son, um, I I love that line. I, I mean I mean I love the idea that Hazardous. I did I did with my kid what God did, um, but I would prefer to have seen a movie treat this subject like Lars von Trier would, or even uh, Pascal Laurier. Who uh, you can did. check out Antichrist, Dingus. I have fun with that. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do that. But do you, uh, How do you feel about people driving uh, nails through their penises? I'm not really crazy about that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can drive in six Hard or soft. Uh, nail through a... Uh, uh, I'll kill anyway. Um, uh, yeah, good, good job. But the, the director of Martyrs, or uh, somebody who actually understands like some sort of existential idea uh, would have made this movie more interesting to me. Ari Aster, just, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, 
people running like, around. Let what's happening actually play out naturally. Because when I say that I don't think that anybody in this movie is acting like a human or a logical person or anything, it's that if if John Lithgow is going to drag him out there and bury the kid. Until him uh, dies. Or, or, <laughs> it's so stupid. It, it it takes. That's from the book. That's the thing. He's dubbing the book. But Is it, it takes. But it takes eight words to say. I know. By, by the way, this you low belly. Yeah. This I know. cat's gonna come back, and so you should be aware of that. You're gonna have a zombie cat. Yeah. I just mean, FYI. <laughs> just FYI. I think they covered for that though. It's just someone who doesn't Curse. know. Yeah. Someone who doesn't know the novel and also wondered about that that character motivation. And and this again, I I lay at the feet of that poor little child actress who who's in who plays Ellie. Uh, I, I think the script wants you to think, and it, it, it just pays sort of lip service to this. I don't think it establishes it, but it wants you to think that uh, Judd, that John Lithgow's connection to that little girl is so strong uh, that he just feels awful for her losing her cat, right. and he thinks that the the change to Biffer, his dog, wasn't a change, but that Biffer was already ornery. So, so they're trying right. to, I think, cover for what Kelly calls a plot hole. What I think is a, I mean, it's 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 a it's a crucial plot point, of course, and it's they have to find some way to get to it. And I just think the movie didn't establish that this it, old character yeah. really felt bad for this young girl, uh, and and thought kind of innocently that he was doing a good thing because we all know we're watching a horror movie but when he briefly says well yeah Biffer was already ordinary I didn't know that that would happen like I think everybody watching the movie is like you dummy why are you doing that why are you yeah, having him yeah, bury yeah. his cat but I think in the internal fiction of this movie we're supposed to that's supposed to be covered in that line about well no Biffer was already ornery I didn't know that the cat was going to turn that way and also I just felt so bad for your daughter that I, I wanted to help her with this grief. And, and like you, I wanted her to be happy. But the movie doesn't establish that relationship, and it doesn't do a good job of getting us past this idea that these undead creatures get ornery and, and turn evil. Right. So, well, uh, I mean, prescription, pre- prescription drug uh, advertisements do that in like 0.8 seconds. I mean, he can – he can give them a disclaimer and say, look, yeah. I've done this. Uh, I'm just letting you know these might be the side effects. He doesn't even bother to tell him anything. Well, not, he suppresses a thing, it. not a right. thing about the the fact, okay, my dog came back. It was a little weird. Uh, your cat's going to come back. Well, right. Might he be doesn't fine. because that's because we're the, that you, that's supposed to be dingus, I think, like a treat. But that's supposed to be something the audience discovers. You don't you don't in, announce in advance how a ghost is going to work or what twist there's going to be in a ghost story. I mean, I, I agree. I agree. It sounds you, when you talk about nobody acting human, that's sort of a, a failing for Motivation. a lot of horror movies. But the reason that he doesn't do that is because that's a plot development, and we're not going to have someone describe a plot development. We, as the audience, are going to get shown that stuff. Well. And- that's my problem is that uh, that in remaking this, they could have repaired those things, and they just didn't. They broke they didn't well, they, they So broke something you... that was important, which was like Lewis's agency and his decline. Like cemetery is now make the zombie kids can drag other people's bodies. Like they can bury other people now too. Like that's so much agency for the pet cemetery. It totally changes the dynamic at like. Characterization of Lewis. so the, all the, also that's a twist too is converting the whole family to zombies that wasn't in the original or the book. The book ends with him 
waiting for his wife to come back and she comes in yeah. and says something like her mouth's full of gravel. But there's no there's no the sense hug. that the zombies are like perpetuating themselves like there is here. No, and Ellie okay. gets out. She's at the grandparents' house having psychic dreams going everything's screwed like she lives. Oh, there is a little girl in the in the book. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was I thought they just had the one kid. So I, I didn't okay. I didn't realize that. But she doesn't come back with the mom. She just stays out of the book. Right, right. And lives. And there's no indication that I mean even in the like the idea that the zombies can carry you up there and that they're trying to make more of themselves, that's not in any of the source material. Well, I kind of like that. I mean, again, it's just no. as a story, I like this idea that uh, that people are in the afterlife and they're pissed and they don't like it down there. I and like as that. Soon as, as soon as one of them gets yeah. a chance to get out of there, they're they're just angry and they want to kill other people and then bring them out and drag them out as well. Like, I kind of like that. Before. I like that like, idea. Like, if it's that easy to infect a whole town. Never like, do a person. No one's done it. It happened to a cow and it happened to a, a dog and a, and a cat, right? Well, even in the book and the other Pet Cemetery movie, it has happened to kids. And well, right, but thing. I can't it's... speak to those because I haven't—I don't really remember and, those. But in and... this, I don't think. I, I, actually, this is pretty murky. But, but I—I I mean, I don't—I don't know that in this we're supposed to think that humans have been converted. Like, what was that whole thing with a missing Vietnam vet? Do you guys remember, right. like, when he's doing yeah, internet yeah. research? Was and the implication that there that That's he was resurrected? Or yeah, I don't. It has to be. Well, and the, the same kids with that pro- The same with that procession. Were those little kids zombies? I don't think so. They're not so. in the book or the other movie. No, but, like, I... wouldn't they bring Judd's body there too if they're just trying to make more zombies? <laughs> well, I don't um, think they were zombies. I think they were just the uh, directors having seen Wicker Man. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't I, like. That, I though. think they're just trying to be creepy, like uh, your next. All I can think of was that that awful bit in, in Snowman where Michael Fassbender's in the basement talking to the weird little kid in the mask. Do you guys remember that? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Did you see Jesus. That Cemetery Two with Clancy, what's his name? Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown, and like he comes back and he's like an abusive dad before, and then he's just like the same after. Like Edward Furlong is in it. Holds his hand and spinning. It's dumb, but there's people come back from it all the time, and in, in the like Judd in the book and the other Pet Cemetery tells him, oh, yeah, this guy brought – or he or his friend did brought back a dude, and he was like a, ch- a chainsaw massacre guy. He just like screamed for a suit, and like they burned him in a house. You don't remember any of this? Do you remember the old Pet Me? I, didn't, I don't know the book, yeah. No. But the, this like movie the was... fact that they get rid of that, the fact that Judd doesn't know what happens if you bring people back and Lewis is the first to think of that, eh, that seems just kind of bullshit. Like there's Judd... no way that – it Judd, would have happened before, though. Judd knows exactly what's happening, but he just doesn't bother to it. disclose the information. Right. So Wait, what do you mean he knows exactly what's happening? Because he's seen people come back. Not See, people. I guess all that's lost on me because I didn't realize that. He, he, knows I thought... he knows that when they come back, it's it's going to be worse. Dead is better is his line. Yeah, why is he I saying mean, if he doesn't know what happens for So people? why yeah, why it, is he bringing him out there to bury this cat and not telling him this could happen? Look, yeah, I agree with you guys. The movie's dumb, but I think it tried to cover for this. And, and I'm not saying it's successful. I, I agree with saying you. Sometimes dead is better, but you don't know. You haven't seen. Well, dead is better, and that don't drag your wife and your child out there. Dead is right. better. Like sometimes, like How dead is know? better, not because the cat goes crazy and attacks you, but because death is something you have to accept. Right. And, and, and I think that is an excellent point, Tom, because I think that theme can be explored in a really interesting way rather than roofing him and having that happen. Because your idea of that 
uh, as an exploration of what death means and what death means to us and how we how we take it in fear uh, of the dead is is hugely important i mean uh i'll just be honest with you guys uh, i just had a friend yesterday who died and so watching this today was a little bit jarring but also glib because i think an exploration of death and bringing people back and the idea of what zombies mean and what that means to us as people who are alive is a meaningful thing. And I think Tom, you make a really good point. I, so the movie that I would, that I sort of think of when I, so there, there have been uh, three movies that explore this, this idea of loss in, in the context of a, of a breakup of a relationship. And I think that's partly because when you sell it that way, it's more appealing to, to a younger audience who goes to theaters. So it's, a, it's a way to sell a horror movie is instead of making it about someone who dies, make it about someone uh, going through a breakup. Make that be the metaphor. And I'm specifically uh. going to – I want to mention three movies, all of which have the same idea, is a dude's girlfriend dies and he hooks up with another girl, but then the girlfriend comes back from the dead. And it's a metaphor about her not – it's a metaphor about letting go of a, of a relationship. Uh, <laughs> and so there are three movies, one of which stars Anton Yelchin as the boy. Uh, the woman who dies is a woman named Ashley Green, and the woman who he has a relationship is Alexandra Daddario. This is a movie directed by Joe Dante called Burying the X, and it's terrible. It is so bad and clunky and awkward that it makes me hate gremlins. Uh, Joe Dante's uh, <laughs> uh, another book, one that I think, for some reason, I, did we do a podcast on a movie called Life After Beth with Audrey Plaza? Yeah, Gary, yeah. Gary Marshall. So do you guys remember that? Yeah, exactly. That's Dane DeHaan is the, is the dude. On Anna Kendrick is the the relationship he's going to have after Audrey Aubrey Plaza has died, and Aubrey Plaza is the undead girlfriend who comes back. And that was dumb. Like that. That was a vanity. Like that was Aubrey Plaza, exactly. her boyfriend. She was being a good girlfriend. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Subjecting now, us to the the one I want to recommend stars no one you've ever heard of, and it does it from a, a different perspective. It does it. In, so I just want to recommend a movie called Nina Forever. Uh, huh. As far as being a movie about an exploration of death and loss and grief and using a breakup as. Uh, where the metaphor gets applied. So uh, Nina Forever is an example of what this movie's trying to do in a very clever context, uh, and it's about a relationship and a death, and it's about loss and, and getting past that it's loss, and that it involves a zombie girlfriend. So It's interesting that it's always the girlfriend and not the boyfriend. Scenario. Uh, you know what? The one where it is a boyfriend, I kind of think of it. It's not quite the same thing, but Starman is an example of this. Yeah. Like what if you what if you lose a loved one and you get a chance to have time with that loved one? Uh, Starman isn't a horror movie, of course. It's a I would call it a romance. Uh, yeah. But that's one where it is the boyfriend, isn't it? Well, yeah, but he's not dead. He's like yeah, he's dead. Doc. He's totally he's like dead. A superhero. No, he's dead. Yeah, Karen Allen's a, a widow or a widow. Yeah. Right, but the zombie is not a zombie. <laughs> Like he's well, it's no, no, it's not a horror person. movie. It's not a horror movie, but it, it's him reanimated with someone else inside of him, and that's right. That's the whole idea. Like, what if you could have more time with this loved one, and it's not necessarily the same as that loved one? Like that. That it I just think looks it, like them. It's like going yeah. out with someone who looks like Jeff Bridges. It's like going out with Bo. <laughs> um, your not your analogy between. Uh, losing somebody 
to death and losing somebody in a breakup is really apt. Uh, and I kind of appreciate that. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I wish that this movie had had a sense of, okay, that movie has been made already. Let's just not make that again. Let's do something more along those lines. The, the problem here, so have, have either of you guys seen uh, Kevin Kulsh's or D Dennis Widmeyer's other movies? Like, do you know these guys? No, I have okay, uh, no idea. I would want to. Yeah, I didn't know if you would do the homework. But uh, so these guys, uh, and I, Pet Cemetery did well. You'll be seeing more from them. Uh, but I don't think they really know what they're doing. Uh, their previous movie was uh, – so there's, a, there's an anthology they called – nothing. There's an anthology called Holidays, and Holidays is worth watching for oh, a yeah. single short directed by Anthony Burns, I think, starring Jocelyn Donahue, uh, Donahue called uh, Father's Day. And uh, I cannot recommend that enough. It would be one of my, my favorite shorts of, of all time, up there with like Amateur Night, just as far as a, a way to just tell a really captivating story in, you know, 10 minutes. Also uh, the Devil Girl. Yes, has the devil girl. Uh, unfortunately, so one of the early in holidays, each of the horror shorts is based on a holiday, and the two guys that did Pet Cemetery did one for Valentine's Day. Uh, and uh, it's, I remember that one. Yeah, it's it's just uh, it's it, it's a literal. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's all just, spelled out. Exactly, it's all spelled out. It's a, the whole trait, the whole gimmick of it is just overly literal, and it just doesn't really have much of an understanding of horror. Uh, all the actors—they don't hear the terrible. music. It, they don't hear the music. They see the notes. They, exactly. And so, so Kelly Wan, here's the other example of it. These guys got Pet Cemetery based on the strength of a little indie movie, which actually has a pretty solid cast, uh, called Starry Eyes. And Starry Eyes uh -huh. is. The main problem with Starry Eyes is, is it's some guys trying to make it in L.A. and they're making a story about someone trying to make it in L.A. And I always find that sort of thing super self-indulgent. What and... about Entourage, bro? Exactly. Like out. that's the thing is if you want to if you want to make something where you're supposed to sympathize with and understand the characters, don't make them be snobby actors in L.A. or, or desperate, starving actors in Los Angeles. And that's what Starry Eyes is about. Is a young actress. She really wants to make it in Los Angeles. Uh, and she gets an opportunity which might involve Satanists, and it becomes a kind of a weird Rose, Rosemary's Baby body dysmorphia. She becomes a murderer kind of thing. Uh, and the problem with Starry Eyes, first of all, is that it's super self-indulgent. Hey, everybody should care about a story about an actress in Los Angeles. It's got that as one issue. Uh, the other is it's just not very well made. And the main problem, and it's why I'm not surprised at part of what's going on with Pet Cemetery, is the lead actress is terrible. And this poor, this young woman, her name is Alex Esso, and she's been in a lot of horror movies, and I think she's just super flat, and they just throw all kinds of just over-the-top histrionic stuff at her in Starry Eyes, and she's just not up to it, and I feel bad for the, the young lady. Um, so I, I think these guys don't know a good story. I think they don't know how to work with actors. Uh, and Kelly Wand, I'm with you on the production value of this. If you throw enough money at them, they can make something decent looking on the screen. But I just don't think they're very good storytellers. City of Styles. <laughs> Is that a writing issue, though, then? Partly. Um, yeah, like they didn't do the script for this, this adaptation. Um, but I'm almost positive they must have written Valentine's Day in Starry Eyes. Uh, Tom, I remember I... not hating the other Pit Cemetery. Tom, I don't like, understand why you keep saying that they're going to get to make more stuff because this is crap. Have. Well, 
thing is, it doesn't matter if it's crap. It made money. <laughs> like yeah. this is, I think, the second biggest opening for Steven. I mean, it was uh, an anomaly. Like it made huge, crazy amounts of money. Nobody it expected it to be as big as it's going to be. Yeah. This is second, the second place biggest opening for Stephen King ad- adaptation. This Pet Cemetery. It's twenty-five million dollars. This couldn't have cost him that much. Twenty-five million dollars on an opening weekend is great. Just made its money back. They're gonna. They're, they'll do. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets a sequel. And even if it doesn't, these these kids are now. I, I assume they're kids. I don't know how old they are. These two young directors. Uh, I'm sure they'll be given other projects. So yeah, they'll definitely keep. So they they want to do a sequel about the masked kids, and then they go. And also Judd's life. <laughs> Being the guy who didn't raise any people, according to your script. Actually, you know what? Let me say. I'll bet they. Let me even see if they do have something lined up. Uh, okay, never mind. They don't. <laughs> I thought maybe they that will. I could tell you. But yeah, no, they definitely is, will. What's as good as Pet Cemetery and the Stephen King? No, they will not because they're good. Missouri. They will because they make money for. They, they know how to make. Because they make money, they're profitable. Because it, it was a t- totally lame book. I thought. And doesn't, the clown's yeah, not in it that much. Yeah, really. I, I really couldn't stand it. And now they're doing another one. Which means and I'm sure it'll make a lot of money, too. Like, it is a bit of a juggernaut now. I, I didn't think. see it, and you made it... But I, I, I noticed I can't plant myself in front of it. <laughs> I'd, I'd really rather see Salem's Lot made. Me, too. That's not a bad idea. I like where you're going with what, Tom? Salem's Lot. Uh, vampires, no. Vampires are done. Oh. Over. Vampires are a joke now. They're what we do in the shadows. They're Twilight. <laughs> We're done yeah, with vampires. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, but, but if somebody the stand, could... stand, but change the ending. If somebody right. could pull off a decent vampire Shiny. movie like that, that was actually scary, because this movie was never scary for me. Uh, no. We have We have no listeners who wrote in. Uh, <laughs> um, one... Uh. One of our friends, Chris Markerson, uh, contacted me to say, look, after the second truck jump scare, I was done. Uh, and I just turned it off. I mean, and I can't blame the guy. I mean, Chris knows what he's doing. He's watched a ton of movies. And he's like, after the second time that the truck flew by, forget it. Um, so I will somebody... St- Right. That, that trunk, that truck jump scare is uh, the Stephen King, King equivalent of foreshadowing. Is a, a truck barreling down a narrow road, blaring its horn. Like that truck jump scare is just, and I remember that too. From that's one of the few things I remember from the original movie. Uh, that's just so inane. Just even the concept, the, the visual of that. No trucks yeah. that big drive that quickly down roads that small. That's not how commerce works, and Stephen King. And you'd hear them coming. That's the <laughs> right. thing. They're loud. Right. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I remember once, liking the jump and, scare in the first movie, and, the first Pet Cemetery. And Chris described it as making him angry, and he was just like, "I'm not going to watch this anymore. Forget it." And I can well, understand that. I mean, and he it, read the book. Like, does he know? Oh, it's Trump. I don't know if he read the book. He he went off and watched a television show I suggested called Ozark instead, um, which is awesome. Uh, but. Uh, he was just like I not uh, under the dome. Bro. Forget this. He was just like forget this. Maybe Tommy Knockers would be good. Uh, no, I, I like the doomed ones. <laughs> Everybody dies. Uh, I, I like about Pet Cemetery. You mentioned the Stand. The Stand was long. One of my favorite books. Uh, like stuff's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of the shark towards the end. I think there's a lot of good stuff in there, and I think that you could 
you could make a good screenplay out of that. Um, and I think you could make, if you Flag could make, sizes. and I, I understand what Tom's saying about how vampires are played out. Uh, but I think that Salem's lot has, I mean, maybe it's just me being, uh, I don't know if it holds up. Yeah, no, Salem's Lot is scary because you were 12 years old. Salem's Lot does not yeah. hold up. It's a made-for-TV movie, you guys, with David's soul. Come on. That scared me, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. looking at Salem's Lot through your 12-year-old eyes. Go back and watch it. I, I have done that. It does not hold up. That no, window scene is creepy, and the whole Nosferatu makeup, dude, that looks creepy, but it's a made-for-TV movie with David's soul. I rest my case. No, 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 There's no. Stuff no. In the book. I'm, yeah. I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the book. The book okay. kept yeah, me up at night. I mean, aren't there uh, horror move, horror books that you read as a kid that you think uh, that could be made into something good? Uh, uh, I, I yeah. think, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. Like, I don't, and I, I seem to recall, like, I don't know the the Salem's Lot uh, book Those at all. Babies holds up. Uh, but it's not uh, scary. It's just fun. Well, the book is one of those. Exorcist isn't scary though. That made me stay up at night. The, but what the book makes me think of, and this is unfortunately an adaptation of a comic book, but uh, what, what's the uh, the thing where the vampire's in the small Alaskan town? Is it 40 days of night or 40 30, days and 40 nights? 30. 30 nights and 30 days. days yeah. and night. Whatever, Josh Hartnett, Hartnett fights vampires in Alaska. Like the, I he's also had 40 days and 40 nights where he's celebrating. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. It is why it's Without confusing. vampires. Oh, yeah. that's but it, the, the Houston dude. And isn't that kind of what Salem's Lot is, is vampires versus a small town, right? Yeah, essentially. Um, okay. Because I like that idea, sure. It gets, I mean, there's a part of the, the first chunk of it, you, you, you're you not supposed to know there's vampires. There's like, <laughs> yeah, it's good too. <laughs> well, and there's a lot of kids. Uh, there's like, you get into the kids' lives at high school. Kind of. Right, right. The characters are good. I think that's part of what makes Salem's Lot work. Like, kind of, and also the town gets emptied out, interestingly, and early. Well, so it's the same with 30 people. Days of Night and Vampires. It's already empty. Yeah. No, the vampires yeah. take over. Ben Foster leads them in, and they uh, they eat the town. And then they have to, like, hide for – that's the whole – the reference is to 30 days is they depopulate the town, and they have to hide for 30 days, right? And then Josh Hartnett has to turn into a vampire himself to fight them. Spoiler. Well, no, it's it's that <laughs> uh, – Right. Not, they're not hiding out for 30 days. It's, it's that – Yeah, they uh, get 30 days. We're hiding out. There's no sun coming up for that right. part of time. Because it's a lot, there's lots of sun. It would yeah. be easy to kill. <laughs> so is that vampires really do, they don't sparkle now? That's not the new uh, mythology. They can be in the sun. You just know it's vampires because they sparkle. Well, they play with that, but you, I guess, you have to create your own mythology with everyone. The no, sun, oh, it, there's never, uh, there's no vampires that the sun doesn't kill. Except Lestat. <laughs> uh, do you remember the Nathan Bollingrid story about the kid who finds a vampire under his house, Kelly Wand? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. That one is good. What do you and mean, not... except yeah. Lestat? I don't remember. Wasn't he uh, Daywalker? Is that Blade? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Lestat become super powerful when he chewed on the Egyptian chick? And then uh, he could go out in daytime? But that's uh... the only thing that kills vampires Every time. Like, sometimes crucifixes don't. Sometimes wooden stakes don't. How about garlic? Yeah. Is garlic consistent, Kelly Wand? you got to put garlic in the head after you <laughs> cut its head off. According to actually, Salem's Lot. Actually, you might be right, because I think at the begin at the end of... Sun always kills him. Lestat, he goes into the sand. 
I mean, he 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 flies into the sun to kill himself. And, and Tom Cruise survives the sun. They, they sabotage him, put him out in the sun, but he lives on snakes or something. But he's depleted, but he comes back, doesn't he? Yeah, because he's so powerful. And I think Akasha says something uh-huh. along the lines of, uh, ha-ha. Of, uh, I read three of them, and then I went, all right. Uh, all right, never mind, forget what this. A, what, what, no, no. No, no, we're talking about Pet Cemetery and Anne, and Anne Rice. We're, we're bringing it together for the listeners. All right. They're, they're very enough. grateful right now for what we're doing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, Anne Rice. How many Anne Rices did you read? Let's, let's go. I've read, read almost all of them because really? I'm an idiot. Yeah. You read Taltosh? You go, got one in that far? Oh, no, no. Did you read I... the witch ones? Weren't they just kind of yeah. corny? Uh, they got pretty tedious, yeah. What happens? Never mind. I don't care. All no, right. It doesn't matter. Uh, also, I want to say that I prefer the creepy uh, stuffed animal in Ant Man to the uh, stuffed animal in this movie. What was her stuffed animal in this movie? You got her a fake cat. The, the, the... Huh. That's what she should have put on the pillow, not the mouse mask. Yeah. Because she would have been buried with the fake church stuffed church. Well. Amy Simitz was sleeping with that little stuffed animal. Doesn't the dad in the book and the first movie kill Church successfully by injecting him and then also kills Gage? No, he doesn't kill Gage. Okay. Also, it kills the mom. He's a more effective doctor in the original. Jason Graham sleeps a lot in this movie. I know. Jason Graham? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Who is he thinking of? Stephen Graham? <laughs> what's his name? He falls asleep Clark. when he's expecting he's his dead daughter to come back. Like, that's the one night I think I'd stay up. But he sleeps <laughs> even during that. That's really weird. He's I guess a, the idea is he hasn't slept all the movie. And then he he's asleep him. all the time. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's is true. that how you're going to put that in your script? Uh, the main character falls asleep again? Thank God he's not a fucking vet. I agree with Amy Simon. <laughs> Maybe they're not supposed to have chemistry. Maybe it's, a, it's, it's about a terrible marriage that's breaking up, and so that's why they moved. But and at the also, beginning, they seem kind of happy. Gage their, seems lucky. Yeah, it's not a broken home. Their kid dies. She's yeah. sa- she says, we need you here. And he's like, I'm really tired. And she's like, okay, love you. No, no that's because he's raising her back. That's He's already nuts. But that, right? Yeah, but, but there's no way if you've ever been in a real relationship – that if you say to your wife, our kid just died, I'm too tired to come home. Okay, You're raising have, the daughter like, from the dead. You're going to have to say something. Stupid. No, but she she's not going to put up with that. She's not going to say, okay, love you, see you later. Oh, uh, that's true. I see. You're she's, saying her reaction's unconvinced. She's going to say, get your ass over here, you asshole. I mean, that's terrible writing. He, had to, uh, have a, he shouldn't have picked up the phone. It's it's not that. It's they were on the phone talking, and he. That's insane. You should have just said, "Okay, I'm coming up. See you soon." And then that's done, insane done dialogue. I'm too tired. For the uh, birthday party. And her to say, "Okay, fine." No, I. There's never been a woman I've gone out with who wouldn't say. Get your ass over here too right tired now. to grieve for our kid tonight. Our kid died. Get here. But wouldn't 
Ow! Wouldn't she have said when they were leaving, you're coming with us? She wouldn't have left him there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they all would have gone. But in the book, I think it's implied that the marriage is having issues and she wants to be away from him because she blames him for Gage's death. Uh, See, I don't know if you guys have seen a movie called Hereditary, uh, but the, <laughs> uh, they struggle with these issues there. Uh, Tony Collette's uh, withdrawal and the way that Gabriel Byrne sort of humors talk. that. Yeah, I don't. You guys are expecting <laughs> this movie is not hereditary. You're not going to get these real human connections and beats. All of it is so that Jason Clark can be there to resurrect his daughter. The movie's not the least bit concerned with how plausible his relationship and his conversations are with his wife. Well, you do right. it so easily and cheaply, though. They still choose not to. They don't but, even do the bare minimum. It's not that kind of movie, right? I, it's I not know. a bare minimum quality yeah. level kind of movie. Yeah. I know you're right, Tom. I know you're right plot-wise. I just don't believe her response. Yeah. But none of it's – like that. by that point in the movie, I'm like none of them are – it's so – like even his descent into madness isn't really well – Shown. I mean, you say that point in the movie. What? What? When did you think the movie was anything other yeah, than? When were you alive? Well, yeah, you know what? these guys like, are cool. I think they're gonna make it. <laughs> I mean, I, just the fact that he leaves the kid in the car and runs off into the fog. I mean, that's the end too. When in the first half hour were you like, oh, these guys? I think they, you know, they got. I don't know. Like they're so unbelievable as as humans. Like you so said, your first it thing used, you said was it, it used to be any movie that starts with teenagers driving out in the woods. Like that's a bad sign. It's a terrible way to open your horror movie. Um, Similarly, and this is a, this is a 70s and 80s thing. Any family are moving into the new house, arriving at the new house, that is the equivalent of for found footage movies and crappy modern horror movies. Yeah, drive. Teenagers driving out for a vacation in a cabin in the woods. It's the family driving in the new house. None of this. All of this is just trope, 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 trope. And if you expect anything uh, else, you're go. definitely going to get disappointed and you're in the, the wrong genre. Like crappy horror movies, for the most part, this is what you get. You know, one in a hundred is like hereditary and maybe one in 20 is 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 negligibly decent like the Poltergeist remake. But this is Ugh. this is what you get. Yeah, thing is, what about part. just her, like, Amy Simon's the character we all believe in, like, not even noticing that Church is fucking dead or acting weird, like, there's no, re they don't even show us her reaction to Church, like, wait a minute, that's not Church, like, she doesn't think anything, and she lets Ellie wander off all the time, Judd's, the graveyard, there's never... <laughs> Never uh, I have a question. Like, what is the whole the What is the whole deal about Ellie having been cut open? Is that the idea that she's been like embalmed and everything? Like what? Why is there Why are there staples down the back of her skull? Well, the truck mangled her. I would assume, although you see her body looking fine. Well, but that's not how you treat like that. Is that what we're supposed to think? Is that that, that she's mangled to the point where she had a big scar down the back of her skull? Yeah, and they yeah, sewed it, yeah. and they and they stapled it back together, and there'd be more uh, than that. Man, one, that's yeah. a weak way to represent that, because I, you know, they make her eye look droopy, but if you're gonna, if she's gonna yeah. be totally mangled, like give scars on her face and stuff, because I, when they, also when they, the eyes, when they, they showed that, you. I was thinking, well, it, is are we, is there some subplot here about her brain being removed or someone doing experiments? Because that says to me, someone's skull was cut open and their their brain was removed, like that looked like a surgical cut. I wasn't sure what they were getting at with with that discovery. Uh, it is weird to me. Uh, yeah. Well, there, the, well, there is the earlier character, uh, who's the uh character, uh, who uh, she says, "I see his brain." 
Which, uh, yeah. so just to sing the praises, because Kelly Wan generally will detract from CG. To sing the praises of CG, here's one of the problems. When you have, oh, I can see his brain, and the makeup job is sticking brain texture on the outside of his head. Like, your brain doesn't grow outside of your skull. Like, that's uh-huh. a horrible job of makeup representing yeah, someone's brain open. No, when, it's like cauliflower. When you do, Right, then it's expanded out beyond his skull. When you have CG, you well, can violate not. the proportions of the human body. Like, you can do really good, creepy, gross gore effects with CG that you can't do when you do a practical effect, like sticking brain texture on the side of that poor actor's head. And right. pretending that's his his head is split open. It's not. It looks like a guy wearing a bunch of latex, wet latex on the side of his head. Yeah, over I his ear even too. Tell. Yeah, yeah. I even but I'd tell. rather see. I don't want to see CG if it's like a like an arm snapped off or something. Like you got to have a real practical like goo, like for the thing. <laughs> but it's involving. So your your point about uh, embalming, I I couldn't get either. I mean, if she's been embalmed, then her she... eyes would be a little. Or well, what marbles. the hell? What the hell is going on here? What's the physics of this? What's what are the? <laughs> what's the biology of this? If she's been brought back from the dead and she's filmed with formaldehyde, then let's well, play with that. Because also, Dingus, at a certain point, he's he's strangling her. Like she, right. so she needs to breathe now. Like I, I again, yeah. I don't think the movie yeah. cares about this, but it's the sort of thing that I should not be wondering as I'm watching the movie. Is, wait a minute, she's breathing? Like, that's not something that should be an issue. Uh, right. But well, yeah, he's so injecting she, church. So wait, if you inject a... a you've got a bloodstream. Your heart is going. Your 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 yeah. circulatory system can conduct drugs through your body. So yeah, your heart beats. No, you, you don't have oxygen. I think your heart's not beating. If, you're... if your heart's not beating, then sticking a, a needle full of uh, poison into the cat is just going to cause a little gross area. It could cause maybe right. a local necrosis. It's not going to put the cat to sleep. It's not going to get to its brain. Hey King, are their hearts beating? Because I'm—I thought they weren't, but Tom's right. Like poison wouldn't work. Here's another thing that I noticed because you know, in crappy horror movies, you got to let your mind wander and appreciate the smaller things. You might find something fun. No, these in Pet Cemetery. The entirety of this movie's fault lays at the feet of Sheena. You guys know who I'm talking about? No. Tanya Roberts. Nope. Well, maybe we don't know. Uh. And and I that, like why have this if you're not going to make me wonder? Wait, Sheena, why did you pick that name? When the truck driver looks down at his phone, Sheena is calling him. Uh, yeah, that's the pet cemetery. <laughs> it's a knickknack name. I don't know what it is, but they want to show us not just the truck driver looking. They want to show us an in, a, a shot of the from the POV of the truck driver looking yeah, at his Sheena. phone to see that Sheena is calling. Like what? Why? <laughs> Sheena. All I right. Don't, I, I don't understand. We should at the least. Reference. That should be a payoff. I don't think it's a reference. I mean, I think they just uh, put the name Sheena down there. Sheena <laughs> speaks to animals. Pet cemetery, Dingus. Maybe. Maybe. Telepathic. I mean, if you want to show me somebody looking oh. at a text in a movie, then you know, holy shit, big party at Josh's on Friday. Bring your dick. That that great text from uh, Hereditary. Like make. That's awesome. That's the way to do a text in a movie. This His phone should have said he was getting a call from the pet cemetery, and it's misspelled. Picks it up. Hello? Okay. Speed up. Okay. What? I'm going to rewrite the opposites now. You guys, Comedy. stick that in there. The and the, do you guys remember what the name of the truck company was called? Orinoco. Or- Orica. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I didn't know if it was like a name of a... Orinoco, yeah. And th- so is that a, that's that a real it. truck company, right? Yeah, well, Lithgow pron- mispronounces it. This is oh. Oreo. 
Uh, in... What was your point, Dingus? Why are you asking about the truck? Uh, because it just distracted me because it's one of those things like Tom says when he's looking at um, news crawls. Uh, uh, there's there's a uh, truck, truck labels or your news crawls. Uh, no, there's an Enya song called Orinoco Flow, um, and I just. All right, I'm I sorry was... I asked now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disregard. Cut all this out. Fix this post, please. Sorry, I apologize. All right, well, let's... Cemetery of Dengus dies. Let's try another horror movie next week and see if we can't do it a little better. Uh, We're going to do a podcast for Alexander Aja's alligator movie, Crawl. So uh, Uh, that's in theaters now. If you see it, send your thoughts to 3x3 at quarter2three.com. Get that to us by midnight, uh, July 21st, and we'll include your comments on the air. Uh, Kelly Wan, what should the listeners be thinking about for the next couple of weeks for this month's 3 by 3 I can't remember. What was it? <laughs> it was three best uh, sandwiches. Ah. Woo! You're welcome, listeners, for me remembering. Uh, yeah, Wait. you know how you didn't write in for Pet Cemetery this week? Well, do that again, but for sandwiches. Send your 3x3 sandwiches choices and movies to 3x3 at quarter to 3.com, and I'll read them like Kelly one, when should they get this to us? Uh, it, on July 43rd <laughs> at 6.20. Send your favorite sand- yeah. sandwiches before midnight Pacific, July 28th. And Kelly one will, will read them on the air. Yeah. Uh, and then join us for Crawl next week, which I'm uh, super excited about. I am Tom Chick. I've been here with Christian Mulroski. It's Christian Mulroski. And Kelly Wand. I think fish would be okay to bury in the pit. I'm going out on the town Doing anything just to get you over my mind But when the morning comes I'm right back where I started again And trying to forget you is just a waste of time Baby, come back Any kind of fool could see There was something Is the monkey and monkey's buried in the pet cemetery i prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky observation reflection faith and determination in this way we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us all right and we have what eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to oragai six is that a question yes sir? walter that's a question that is correct i saw dingus's brain <laughs> give me sponge quick I want part of ER! Arr! I'm really wiped out, honey. Is it okay if we talk tomorrow? That's no problem, Dingus. That's fine. I didn't like her either. <laughs>